Good, thanks. Uh, a good weekend of racing with no rain up in Scotland. Disappointing. Disappointing, yeah, I know. You predicted that there would be some. So did Paul O'Neill, judging by the hat he was wearing. <laughs> that was pretty appalling, wasn't it? I reckon he's had a really dodgy haircut at the barbers and he's, try- he's trying to hide something. I think a Ronaldo uh, <laughs> 2002 <laughs> World Cup, you know. Oh dear. Well, I think we should get straight into it then and take a look at qualifying. Qualifying report. Another typically close qualifying saw Butcher round off the front row of the grid with Dan Cabbage alongside and Andrew Jordan and Tom Chilton shared the second row. But that just tells half the story. Yeah, there was another red flag in qualifying again. Yep. Um, I think this one this one was harsh. So Blundell has gone off coming through a right-hander, gone off into the gravel. But up, just as the red flag's got come out, he's actually got going again. And he would have been able to rejoin the session. Yeah. So I think in in future they might have to look at that rule of if you cause a red flag, you'll be out of the session. You're faster time taken away. I think if you can get yourself back out, then it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah I think you can put it under yellows to see what he can do. I and mean, if it's not crashed the car, yeah, you know, it's a difference having a car in the gravel and having the car under barrier. And yes. If it's in the gravel, I think you should. Yeah, you had the flag that bit for a while and see if you can get out. Yeah, I, I think he was pretty disappointed with it. Um, yeah, I can understand that. And, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But as you said, Butcher got his maiden pole um, by two tenths of a second. And, yeah, I mean, close. round Knock Hill, that is a lot. Um, the rest of the field covered by, what, 20, uh, 19 cars covered by a second. Yeah, it's just another traditionally close qualifier. I mean, it is pretty much a, a scrabble bag, if you like, of mm. where these cars come out. Yep. Yeah, Butcher had showed pace in FP1 and FP2, being fastest in both those sessions, and he knows this track so well. What, Gordon Shetton's brother-in-law. I didn't actually realise that his dad bought the track 30 years ago, Butcher's. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, well, so um, the, the track where both him and Shetton work, and he's the quick... Ah, yeah. who saw that coming? Yeah. Um, two, two drivers that surprised me in qualifying Proctor yep. up in uh, fifth and Chilton in fourth well by the same token he surprised me the same way that Ashley Sutton couldn't seem to get the car hooked up all weekend which we'll come on to but yeah great pace by Proctor out of absolutely nowhere um, Matt Neal got a slap on the wrist for impeding others well it's never his fault is it <laughs> um, and there were a couple of people that lost their lap times due to track limits most notably Ingram and Bushel lost, lost two of them I think that's harsh on our kill Be- it is because you know, there's part of the track where you're actively encouraged to cut the corners that's your yeah. if you try to take it properly there's, you know, you're going to end up flipping the car <laughs> to me that's a bit harsh um, but yeah as you said Butcher on pole from Camish, Jordan, Chilton, Proctor Turkington, Oliphant decent for Oliphant he qualifies well all year, to be fair. He does um, okay. Morgan up there again, which is nice to see. And then Smiley and Matt Neal rounding out the top ten. Yeah, another poor qualifying by Cook, though, who can't seem to manage the weight on that car in qualifying. He's a long way off uh, pole, and he's all the way back down in 20th. You know, and 
around him. A couple of other surprises with Collard being that low down the order, but otherwise you're in with the people you'd expect to be there. You've got your sort of Matt Simpson, your uh, Team Hard guys. I just thought it was quite a poor performance by Cook in qualifying again. Yeah, we're, we're kind of getting used to seeing him down there near the 20s, um, which if he wants to continue his title challenge this season, he's going to need to need to buck up his ideas in qualifying to Absolutely. be able to get good race results. Big shout out to Mike Bushler as well. 16th is not a bad, bad no. time for your first race this season. That's not bad at all. And considering coming into the championship as effectively a new driver, he had to carry 45 kilos of ballast. Yes, well let's just go into that now and get it out of the way. Obviously yep. he was in the uh, this weekend after the tragic uh, news surrounding the Sam Tordoff family mm. uh, who tragically lost their, their son Arlo uh, after, after he was born. So obviously all the thoughts of the BTC family are, are strongly with him at this time. Yeah, and there's been so much support out there from the fans and the drivers and teams uh, all together, and it's lovely to see, um, just unfortunate that it's this situation that's brought everyone together. Race one. Well, we'll get on to race one then. Uh, a typical start from the rear wheel drive. Um, Jordan, Turkington and Oliphant up there all getting fairly good starts. Yeah. Um, but it was Butcher that led into turn one. Yeah, squeezed Jordan out well into the first corner. Yeah. Yep. Um, unfortunately, his teammate didn't have such a great start as he was coming sideways down Duffer's dip. Yep. Um, and consequently suffered broken rear suspension from that, which was fairly unfortunate because, as we've mentioned, he'd done well in qualifying. Um, and we think that as a consequence of that, he was probably using it as a test session for the car for pretty much the rest of the weekend. Yeah, well, he's been helping to set up that car bush, does all year round, so yep. it made sense, of, you know, obviously the circumstances, we've got basically a free hit of that car all weekend, so you might yep. as well run some different setups on it to try and get some more data for, for next season and what have you. Um, although Oliphant did have a good start off of uh, the line, uh, he did get a drive-through penalty for his grid positioning. Yep. Um, which we've seen across the year, it's a slam dunk penalty if you're found to be over the, over the line. Um, there's no real complaints that you can nah, have. And hey, fair play to these stewards, they've stuck with it all, all season. We thought it might be a thing that you know sort of died down after the first few rounds, but they've stuck at it, they've been good on it. Yeah, yeah. We all know the rules, fair enough. Uh, there were some battles back down the field. Um, most notably, Crees came spinning out of turn three um, and collected Hamilton on the way through which caused the first safety car of the weekend. Indeed, after being touched by his own teammate, uh, yeah. which is a little bit silly. Golden rule, never hit your teammate. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I felt for Hamilton in that situation, nothing he could do. Uh, absolute passenger and just you know, lucky, really. didn't go across any other cars no. as he came back on track. Uh, after the safety car, Butcher made a decent restart, um, as we expect from most of the drivers nowadays. I don't think there's many drivers that have suffered been leading after a safety car. Um, probably the most notable incident, Sutton and Neil coming together. Yeah, well, you know, for Sutton, because he was the perpetrator, it was just a racing incident, whereas uh, if that had been the other way around, or indeed if that had been uh, Jason Plato on Sutton a couple of weeks ago, it would not have been a racing incident, but hey-ho, it's funny how the uh, the position changed depending on what angle you're coming at it from. Neil didn't think it was a racing incident, surprisingly enough. No. No, I, I don't think it was a racing incident either. I think Sutton's in the wrong. It was extremely optimistic from Sutton. Um, they both came out of it with broken suspension. Uh, both broke a toe link front and back. Yep. And you just it's that type of corner where you're either cleanly down the inside or you're not down the inside at all. 
Well, it was anywhere close to being down the like, inside. It was uh, the door is slightly open. Here I am with a crowbar and a battering ram. <laughs> you know, it, it was no space. It was a poor for me. It's a poor move, and for someone that was almost in tears the other week about <laughs> well, yeah, it was someone who was getting so agitated the other week about this and the standards of driving us to improve. La 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 la. Yep. I mean, that was as stupid as they come. Yep. Um, early on in the race, Chilton made decent progress, and the car looked quick. Fastest lap at one point. Um, and then something happened he, he must have had contact somewhere or something um, but he gradually started to drop back yeah just he, yeah. there's a one point where you thought he could have the race win he was closing yeah. in well on the top two and he was quick and he was you know, putting in the fast sector times and then as you say he just started to fall all the way back down the order and ended up finishing seventh which was yeah a, a surprise because he looked so good at one point and just mm. gone um, and the the main battle of the race came right at the end, didn't it? Uh, between Jordan and Butcher. Jordan got a fantastic run out of the hairpin. Well, Butcher was only able to get into second gear in the hairpin, so he had a broken gearbox, meaning he couldn't get down to uh, first. He was always going through the hairpin a gear above where he should have been. Yeah. Uh, Jordan made a great run down the outside and managed to get past on the start line, yeah. uh, which meant that he led a lap, another point for him, which could be crucial come the end of the year. Yeah, the way it's looking. Um, but then Butcher was able to nudge his way through uh, down the inside into turn three. Yeah, I think it was a perfectly fair incident. Um, there was enough space. Butcher lent a little bit going through the corner, but I mean, yeah, he left plenty of space, and Jordan then overcooked it on the brakes. Yep. Uh, had to straight line the, the corner, uh, and that lost him momentum, which meant Butcher get back in front. Yep, and taking a win at his home circuit is, is what he'd been targeting all year. Yeah. Um, and with his track knowledge, it's it's something that we'd expect. We know how good that Civic is, um, and yeah, he's come up to expectation. And crucially, three of the uh, protagonists in the title finished ahead of the leader, i.e. Butcher, Jordan and Kamish, all finished in front of Turkton, and at this stage, every point matters. Yep. Um, Sen and Proctor held position quite firmly in this race as well. Yeah, he looked comfortable at the front, wasn't under any real pressure, but equally wasn't putting much pressure on. Um, no. But, you know, considering where he's been all year, he'll take a fifth all day long. Yeah, uh, following on from that, Smiley finished in sixth with Tom Chilton, as we said, dropped down to seventh. Tom Ingram finished eighth in a pretty undramatic race for him. It was a bit of a meh weekend all round for him, wasn't it? It was, yeah. a, you know, nothing, no thrills, no excitement, but decent. Uh, Adam Morgan finished ninth, another decent result considering the amount of luck he's had this year. Yeah. Uh, and Jake Hill rounding out the top ten. Yep. Uh, Moffat finishing in the places uh, with that brand new car he's running uh, ahead of Plato, Cook, Simpson and Oliphant rounding out the top uh, 15. It's a good drive by Oliphant because when he had a drive through penalty to still finishing the points that's, yep. that's fairly impressive to be and, fair. And he got fastest lap when he came out of the pits. Yeah, that's, that's quite impressive. But yeah, uh, hats off to Aidan Moffat. Obviously he's had the test uh, by Ash Sutton in that car and I'm interested to see what they can do next year. Anything he does this year is a bonus, but I'm looking forward to seeing what we can get out of that next year. Yeah, I think when that news was released that Sutton had been helping him test that car, the rumour mill started turning. Well, they've got two cars, haven't they? Yes, um, and I could quite easily Sutton, see Sutton looking for a way out of uh, BMR. They're also selling the Mercedes at the moment as well, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone wants to pick that up next year. I'm looking yeah. at some of the independents now. I don't know who would pick it up, to be honest with you. Arguably, maybe um, Simpson, but we know how good that Honda chassis is. And he's always worked with Hondas, hasn't he? He'll stick yep. with Honda. I wonder if we'll see perhaps somebody like Tordoff move out to, uh, or Bushel to move in full time, or I don't know. Mm. 
it'll be interesting to uh, find out. It shall. Race two. Well, race two was looking a fairly innocuous affair. However, we may now look back on this as the one that blew the championship wide open and completely changed the outcome of the season. Uh, it was say it was going fairly smoothly. AJ got off the line well, powered past uh, Butcher down the straight into the first corner, to be expected. Butcher didn't get quite the good side in race one and couldn't cover off uh, Jordan, who, who got into the lead and, and basically stayed there. Uh, Turkton also quick off the line. And this would prove fatal later on. Well, importantly, he he wasn't able to get past Camish and Butcher at first. No. Um, and then gradually tyres came in. Um, Butcher struggled with the weight. Yeah. Um, having that full what fifty four kilos on board. Yeah. Um, and on the medium tyre. Yeah. And he, he slipped slipped back past Camish. Lovely move by him into the hairpin. Oh, lovely! Out of absolutely no So one. late on yeah. the brakes, and we know how good that Honda is. Um, and then suffered for momentum out of the hairpin, which really put him on the back foot. Um, and Turkington down the outside, nice, fairly clean move. Relatively so, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I don't know whether he's purposefully run off the brakes or whether he's tried to brake as late as he would normally and that little bit of extra weight has carried momentum. But going into turn three he's clipped the back of Turkington's uh, car nudged his way past he said in his interview afterwards he was backing off having realised he couldn't get through mm. but I mean the stewards obviously begged to differ having given a penalty later on and presumably looked into the metry of the car uh, but yeah it was a, it was one of those moves where it was ambitious mm. um, and just spun turf into the gravel yeah I, I was pretty impressed that he managed to three point turn it out of the gravel with a rear wheel drive car as well I was pretty impressed that neither of their suspensions were smashed to pieces well, to be honest because yeah. um, it was wheel on wheel pretty much yeah it was a fairly similar incident as to what happened in the first race between Sutton and Neil yeah I mean Turkton as well to get out of the gravel um, I did think back to last year though where Turkton turned jelly round uh, into the gravel a, a similar part of the truck and I did think well he got away with it then, no penalty. Mm. Uh, did have a little what goes around comes around moment. Uh, <laughs> as a neutral, I did celebrate when he went off because it's made the championship so interesting now. So much closer. Um, because he was the only one really out of the top three who's not had a, a really bad weekend and a non-finish so far. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, AJ at Donington, Camus dropped points, um, I believe. Early in the season. Early in the season, yeah. So, you know, it was good to see from a neutral point of view and go off but Butcher was penalised afterwards and you know, I don't think there's any hiding away from the fact it was a, a, a poor move and far too ambitious no that that move dropped Turkington back to 27th um, and then he made progress through to 19th but yeah. more importantly he didn't score points no um, and Jordan taking the win leading the lap for the extra point um, is, is just gradually building and bringing that, that battle closer. And a 12th podium in 18 races for Camish, who is Mr. Just Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistent, yeah. Um, and we know from previous years that keeps you in the title race, it did for Colin. Yeah, we only won one race last year, didn't he? He still yeah. won the title. Um, whereas Camish, he, he says himself he's a bit fed up being the bridesmaid, but I mean, that you know, these podiums keep scoring might well be the, the difference at the end of the season. Yeah, there was good battling in the midfield as well between Ingram, Morgan and Smiley rubbing of door mirrors and stuff like that but nothing nothing outside the rules no, Plato was involved in that as well he was you know, getting his elbows out and, yep. you know, a bit of a disappointing weekend by Jace on the whole didn't really mm. kick on I mean you know he's had 
three good meetings back to back, you know, yeah. Alton, Setton, Thraxton, they just they seem to lose momentum this weekend. Yeah. Um Sutton made excellent progress with some fantastic moves that you think you shouldn't be putting your car there, but he still manages to get the drive out the corner. Yeah. Um and makes it all the way up to well, it was twelfth at one point. Yeah. And then God knows what happened on the final lap to drop him four places. Uh, but crucially no points scored and you'd argue no. that that's now his championship completely and utterly done isn't it yes quite possibly um, while he was moving through the, the field he was putting uh, Dan Robottom under some pressure um, yeah. which caused him to drop a wheel in the gravel and spin coming out of the um, chicane it should it's also be noted as well that yeah, Ash Sutton card so for acid Neil Neil finished 15th mm-hmm. um, you know, good performance by him from the back of the grid as well yep there were entertaining battles further down the field as well. Uh, Blundell was getting well adverse to uh, battling those team hard cars. Yeah, he had a fairly decent weekend for his first time in Rock Hill. He had his elbows out. You know, nothing set the world on fire, but he didn't shame himself in any way, shape or form. No, he um, he, he, still, he looks like he's improving. Yeah. Um, and as you say, considering it's the first time he's been to Knock Hill, it's a reputable for performance. Whether he'll he'll thought he's improved enough to merit him racing again next year remains to be seen. Mm. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of young talent coming through, isn't there? That could do so breaking much. into the touring cars. Yeah. You know, you're just thinking of Max Coates down in the Clio's. Um, you've got obviously a lot of the Genetta drivers are looking very very strong. Yeah. Uh, Taylor in the Genetta Juniors already looks a, a big talent, mm. um, a good racer. Obviously, a bit too young for the touring cars now, but. We've also got Ethan Hamilton, who's also racing the touring cars. Yeah, uh, fits and starts uh, in the Clio's as well, and the driver there is Stobel, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but we've also got the possibility of Jade Edwards looking to get a touring car drive. Yeah, well, presumably. Yeah, I mean that's um, got the ultimate goal, isn't it? So. Yes. Um, as you said, uh, Butcher was found to be penalised for his move on Turkington. Um, and for race three, he was given a five-place grid drop after the reverse grid. I thought that was a bit harsh, but as we discussed in the day, I don't think there's any way else you could have done it, could you? Um, no, because if you'd have given him a time penalty in the race, um, that would have been dropped him down, which would have then put him up the grid for the race three, which yeah. would seem unfair in, in retrospect. Yeah, but I do think a five-place grid penalty was a bit over the top as well, but I'm not sure what else they could have really done, to be no. honest with you, so... Um, and talking about the reverse grid, number 10 was pulled out and Jake Hill finished 10th again, uh, did. was put on pole. Uh, just to sum up the finishing positions for race 2, uh, Jordan won from Camish and then Butcher. Proctor, another strong solid performance and Chilton uh, in the top 5. Ingram, Morgan, Plato, again consistency from those, yeah, those three. They're always sort of in the top 10 aren't they? Yeah, uh, and finished out with Josh Cook and Jake Hill. Yeah, and then Chris Smiley, Simpson, Moffat, uh, Oliphant and Matt Neal made up the top 15. And in fairness, from Morgan down back to about uh, Smiley, you could have put them anywhere really. Yeah. Even Matt Simpson could have finished a bit high. It was it was quite close back there. And at one point they were all fighting each other. So, uh, Coming up in race three, some of the best advice from Tim Harvey you're ever going to hear. Race three. So race three saw Jake start at the top of the hill and on pole, uh, and then to be honest, he led a fairly comfortable lights to flag victory. He never looked particularly in doubt, did he? Got off the line well, and from there, never looked back. No, uh, Cook was there pretty much all the way with him. Yep. Um, 
Morgan too, and later in the race, Smiley got through yes. into the top four, and those four just, just were went. class apart. Um, yeah. I don't know whether it was because of the lack of weight on board or whether they were just all hooked up and everyone behind was battling. I think that was part of it, wasn't it? But you know, Cook was never really close enough to Hill, and Morgan was never really close enough to Cook to cause a problem. So they're kind of racing their own race. I wonder if Smiley had been given perhaps six, seven more laps. Perhaps he might have. But I mean, yeah, we're talking in ifs and buts, aren't we? Um, there was, of course, one big incident in this race, and it involved our friend Santa Proctor, who had done very well up until this point. Yeah, well, just before that, um, Jordan and Simpson had come together, coming out of turn three, uh, put Simpson around the front of Jordan's car, gone off into the gravel, um, and that that momentum shift dropped Jordan slightly. Yes. And then he was victim of a sl- little bit of inexperience from Proctor, I think. Yeah, on, I think so. On cold rear tyres... He's just just pushed it too much coming out of the chicane, dropped the back end, and spinning around in a cloud of tyre smoke, um, Jordan was the unfortunate party to be collected. He was, which led to the fantastic line from Tim Harvey, you know, going on about how it wasn't Jordan's fault, and in fairness it wasn't, but you know, always look forward. That's my advice when racing, look forward. Which, I mean, in fairness, Jake Hill took that on board because he never looked back, so, you know... Thanks, Tim. Genius nugget every week. So, yeah, on the first lap, Simpson out, Proctor out with damage, although he managed to creep it back to the pit, uh, and Jordan was stuck fast in that gravel yes. trap. Yeah, he couldn't get it going, unfortunately, um, for him. Bought out the safety car, and the safety car restart from Hill was pretty textbook. Yeah, I, th- I thought he raced very well all weekend, and you know, obviously he was very keen to get his first win, having had the one at Alton Park taken away. Uh, Plato, who had started uh, in the top three, had said on the grid that Due to a flight delay, he was ready to get his elbows out and end up in the bus, which I can only Naughty assume. Bus, yeah. Which I can only assume meant the steward's office. Um, yeah. In fairness, he never really lived up to his billing. It was a bit of all talk, no trousers, as he, he didn't really do much in the races apart from topple down the order. No, well, in that final race, he was on the medium tyre, yeah. uh, which was the option tyre for the weekend, yeah. um, because they were believed that the soft was the better option. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, he was a bit of a. A rolling chicane at some some points, um, and once those four drivers got past him, he, he held most people up behind him. Yeah, was this an opportunity miss for Camus? Do you think Jordan now Turkin's behind him? He only actually finished you know four places ahead of Turkington. He didn't really look at any point to be troubling Ingram or or that top four. It's mm, carrying the same amount of weight pretty much that he's carried all season. I think the drivers ahead of him carrying less less to lose as well um, and yeah you, you've you got to be careful when you come past people at not kill because of how tight it is um, so I think he's done well he's been consistent as always um, and as long as you keep finishing head of your championship rivals you're, you're making points up on them and in fairness Turkson did have to fight up nine places to get there um, yep. albeit a couple of cars ahead of him uh, went off so yeah it was a a good performance from Turkson again Aidan Moffat top 10 finish 9 fat I mean I keep going on about it but that is sublime and a car that you've got no knowledge about ok he's got a bit of local knowledge if it's not kill but even so 3 race meetings that's done so far yeah. and there's just been massive improvement upon massive improvement yeah. um, and it's going to be really promising for next season um, the other notable incident in race 3 uh, that brought the safety car out again <laughs> was um, 3 wheels on my wagon 
for Mike Bushell. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest standing weekend for him, was it? I mean, I know it's a bit of a free hit, but he didn't actually do particularly well in any of the races. Well, I believe it was probably from contact in the first race that's caused yeah. this weakness. Um, he came through right-hander side-by-side with Collard. There was touching. Uh, I think Bushell was completely at fault on that. We didn't touch on it in race one. Yeah, he goes across and basically thwacks Collard. Yeah, uh, uh, Colin... Collard gives him a shoulder back and then the rear hub almost just explodes yes. um, and deposits, it, deposits the wheel in the centre of the track um, which all drivers missed. I had a crazy premonition. Yes. Which very nearly came Very through. nearly. After we laughed, well, I, mean, I was a bit annoyed the safety car needed to be bought out. I thought it could be done under the yellows and then the marshal could have just jumped on and taken it off. Uh, but we all said, oh, no one's going to hit that. And I said, but however... I wonder if Nick Hamilton will hit it. And how close did he come to Very, it? very, very close. To the point where you actually got up off your chair and went, ooh! <laughs> yeah, that that would have been that would have been interesting post-race to go, well, there were yellow flags, there were safety car boards out already because the rest of the pack had slowed down. You assume someone's been on the radio going, there's a, exactly. there's a tire, there's a wheel on the track. Yeah. And giving you a rough location, i.e. central, left, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Odd. Very odd. That gets a bit of entertainment, didn't it? But luckily, no one, no one collected it, and they all got past that incident. Oh and divination uh, career is indeed over before it had begun. <laughs> and after the safety car restart, another, like, just continued on from where he left off, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he impressed me. Um, I thought this was a very mature drive, and I thought he did incredibly well. To you know, he was obviously a man on the mission, but you know, at no point did you feel he wasn't going to win. Well, apart from the final lap. Where, where, like, harem scarum moment coming you, out of the chicane. Yeah, I mean, you had your own uh, divination moment where you said that Jake Hill's always got a mistake in him and uh, you were very nearly proved mm-hmm. right. Um, but, I mean, he held that incredibly well. He jerked yeah. back on track and did well. You know, he didn't really lose too much speed out of it either. Right. And I'm happy for him. You know, he's had a good season. Um, nice touch at the end as he dedicated the win to the Tordoff family. It was a yeah. nice, nice touch from him. Um, yeah, I thought he drove very well from start to finish. As we'd mentioned, Smiley made good progress through the field in this one, um, and I thought he looked probably quickest driver on track at some points. Yeah. Um, Matt Neal and Oliphant had a little clash together, um, and because they were in the group of cars, they both got shuffled down. Yeah. Uh, which you kind of expect if you get shuffled out of the pack, then you lose a lot of places around here. Um, and I thought in this final race, a lot of the moves that were well some that were completed and some that weren't they were very robust yeah i know we expect sort of like more balls to the wall moves um in race three but it's getting to the end of the season as well i think i think there's tempers of uh, a little bit uh, fraught and um i think there's a couple of drives on there who feel they've been wronged throughout the season and, yeah. you know uh, or or if they're doing it i'm going to do it as well kind of thing um mm. But they have a good result for Morgan as well. I mean, if you told him that following on from the start of the season he's going to have a couple of podiums under his belt and a, a win at this stage, he'd have bitten your hand off. And he's done, you know, another good weekend. That Mercedes-Benz A-car's got life in it yet. Yeah, apparently. Uh, just to round out the classification for race three, obviously Jake Hill took the win from Josh Cook, uh, Adam Morgan and Smiley. Ingram, another solid finish in fifth. Yep. Consistent points this weekend. Uh, went pretty much unnoticed. As we said, Camish finished in sixth. Chilton seventh. A pretty uneventful final race for him, which yeah. is what he needs at the moment. Uh, Plato finished eighth after slipping down the order, being on those medium tyres. 
as you mentioned, Moffat in ninth and Turkerton scoring points in tenth. And then rounding up the uh, point scoring places, Neil picked up eleventh from Sutton, from Oliver, from Butcher, who didn't really get too uh, involved in this race. Uh, and then rounding up the uh, top fifteen was Ollie Jackson, who was battling a little bit to regain some points this weekend. Yep. So we now move on to our awards of the weekend. So, Sam, who was your driver of the weekend? My driver of the weekend uh, was actually Adam Morgan. He's had so much bad luck this season. Um, it looks like it's finally turned a corner at the last time out at Thruxton, and he's continued with it this weekend. Um, consistent points finishes, and the podium in the final race, I think, just rounded it off quite nicely. I've got four... You know we're meant to choose one, don't I we? I will choose one at the end, okay, but I good. need to eliminate people. Go on then. Go through. Uh, Kamish, Mr. Consistent. Yes, um, every weekend. He's been, so, he's been so good this week, this year yeah. as a whole. He's really grown from his debut season last year. And we're looking at someone I think can possibly dominate this sport uh, to come. Because he's well, just so he, good. He's done it in previous classes. He did it in Formula Ford. He did it in Porsches. Yeah. And, I mean, one Porsche season, one Formula Ford season, sorry, he won every race. Yeah. And he, I think he's probably the hardest driver on himself on the grid. Oh, most he's definitely. always striving to improve. And I yeah. think, you know, uh, he seems a very likeable chap. So I think yeah. he, we're looking at a potential you know, four-time winner mm. if he stays in the sport, which I sincerely hope he does. Um, Blundell didn't actually score any points, but I thought he had a better weekend this yes. weekend. He, he fought better. No stupid moves that put people out. He didn't get involved in any stupid tangles that he has done in the past. No, he was just a little unfortunate in qualifying. But as we said, I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyone could drop a drop in the gravel. Um, I think the red flag was a bit of an overreaction. Yep. Uh, Jake Hill, who had a good solid weekend, you know, three points finishes and a win, and also Moffat, you know, three solid points. Uh, finishes in a new car but I'm going to give it to Hill as he won the his first race and, and won it so convincingly so yep. I'm going to go Hill lovely who was your surprise of the weekend then uh, definitely Aidan Moffat yes. I know it's local ground but yeah, he's in a car that he still doesn't 100% understand yep. and he's not had any chance to test it around Knock Hill it's not even knowing Knock Hill but he doesn't know it in his car that he's currently driving no he certainly said he learnt a lot from when Sutton tested the car and the way he's able to push a rear wheel drive car compared to what um, Moffat has been driving permanently and um, touring cars being front wheel drive but a couple of these races yeah, you could have pulled his number out of the bag and lived in a couple of places high you know, yep. it, it was so close and he was you know, fighting in, in amongst it and he looks to have got a really exciting car under his belt there. It, it was notable his pace in free practice as well yeah. he was second and fifth in the free practice yeah. sessions I'm looking forward to seeing what that car can do in the future Yeah. Um, but yeah a very good weekend for him I thought uh, my surprise of the weekend was actually Senna Proctor yeah, um, he's finally looks like he's turned up we know how good the Subaru is at Knock Hill um, being nice tight twisty track doesn't like straights there aren't many of them um, and the qualifying performance and then uh, race one and race two he was consistent stayed out of trouble yes a little bit of an inexperience in race three but if he'd held that then I think he would have held his own in that yeah, race as well yeah, I think that's fair uh, who is your villain um, it's one of two again I know I like to have a couple of answers for yeah. each one of which is Sutton going on the back of what you just said of how good a weekend it was for uh, Proctor I don't understand where Sutton was this weekend you know he's in the car that has over the season had a better pace than Proctor's couldn't do anything in qualifying couldn't really do anything in the race there's a few robust stupid moves again on getting caught Hill. up in things I mean look, 
just because it's Matt Neal, it doesn't mean you shouldn't automatically have a go. But if you're going to have a go, that mm. kind of move anyone, you don't do it to Jason Plato, Rob Collar, Matt Neal, because they've been around this track millions of times and they're going to show you. you know, yep. Even you don't do it to Colin Turpin to an extent, because we saw him put um, Chilton <laughs> out on the gravel at one yep. point as well. Yeah, There are certain drivers who are both skillful and can race hard, and you don't try those sort of moves on them. And they, he just wrecked his weekend. Mm. Um, I, yes he fought back but he didn't score good points this weekend and he didn't show any particular pace so I was disappointed of him particularly as Proctor had such a good weekend in, in um, yeah in, in the other in car in that. Um, and the other villain is Card I mean did he actually turn up this weekend I mean he was very quiet wasn't he PMR disappointed me as a whole anyway because I yep. thought as I said earlier they lost a bit of their momentum here but I mean at least Plato still was in the top 10 and there or thereabouts yep, and put up a fight I mean did Card even show up no, I don't know. I'm not sure I heard his name mentioned apart from that incident that he had with Bushel. That's what I mean, it's just disappointing. I say, whilst they were quite slow in comparison to where they have been, at least Plato was there, elbows out, getting a bit involved and having a, yep. a, a race. Ah, I could have, you could have told me Kyle didn't turn up and I wouldn't have had any evidence to, to the <laughs> contrary. It was odd. Uh, well, my villain is someone else that didn't seem to turn up this weekend, um, was Jack Goff. We know how good a driver Jack Goff is. Yes, he's not in anywhere near the fastest car on the grid in that Volkswagen, and the Volkswagen does struggle around a track like this. But to be out of the points in the first race and then not to finish race two and three, and we didn't even see why. I'm not even sure it was coming together with people or whether it was mechanical, but he's he needs to improve towards the end of the season if he wants to drive next year. It's difficult because while I love the fact Team Hard run four cars and give four opportunities, I think they'd be so much better off getting two cars, possibly three, yep. cars that can actually compete and focusing on making those cars competitive. Because at the minute they are, I'm sorry to say, just filling up the numbers. Yep. Just making up the numbers because, you know, save for a couple of almost freak rounds with Bobby seems to be able to get it hooked up, they've not competed this year. Yep. And they've got good drivers. You know, Bobby Thompson's shown he's a you know, potentially good driver. Crease is no fool. He's you know a bit raw, but he's still a fair been loving it this season. Yeah, but I think he perhaps knows this might be his only season he's yes. going to get. Um, and we all know, as you said, we all know how good a driver Goff is. Boardley has got a good experience in other motorsport, albeit we don't yeah. know as much about him. I do wonder if Hard have bitten off a little bit more than they could chew, particularly as they have so many cars in the other divisions, in the Clios, mm. in the uh, Genetas. You know, they are yeah. a team that run multiple race cars. I just think they're better off going to two or three seats in the touring cars and, and making their cars a little bit more competitive yeah completely agree with you on that Crikey. I know it's a shock um, um, who was your team of the weekend then I really struggled with this because I don't think any team had a good weekend yeah. I think half of a team had a good weekend yep. all the way through so Proctor uh, Hill Camish you know, Butcher Butcher you know, the half the teams did or half the teammates did, yep. and the rest of the teammates didn't really do anything at all. Uh, if you were to push me, oh, I really don't know. BTC racing at a push? Yeah, well that that's who mine is, because both of them have score points in all the races. Yeah. Um, and in that final race, I think they got what they deserved in a second and fourth, and at times, as I said, Smiley was looking quickest car on the track in that final race. It would be BTC or trade, point, uh, trade car racing. Um, yeah, trade price. Trade price, that's the one, thank you. Trade price racing, as I say, Bush, uh, Blundell didn't score points, he looked better, and Hill, three good performances, but yeah, you really are, I mean, it would have been BMW too, if it wasn't for mm. um, circumstances beyond their control, but yep. each, every one of their drivers got involved in an instant. Yep.
Well, in a weekend that saw the championship fight close up, um, specifically after race two, where there were only four points in it, yeah. Um, to still leads the way on two hundred sixty-eight. I was a bit surprised, but this I thought that given what happened to race two, by the end of race three, we would have a mm. new leader. Obviously, Jordan is instant put paid for that. Yep, uh, he is now only ten points behind though. Um, which is making it very interesting, and Dan Hamish is a further point behind So only 11 that. points back. Yep. And then we've got Josh Cook in fourth on 238, 30 points behind. Just S- about. Still in challenging just distance. Just about, just about. And I also think Rory Butcher in fifth with 227, it's 41 points behind. I think that is just the I edge. Think, I think that's too much, personally. I think it is now a four-horse race, but I don't, I, to be honest with you, I think it's only three-horse races. Cook needs yes. to dominates both these races these next two weekends. He doesn't seem to have to get it right and qualify in the first couple of races. I think we're down to three cars. Um, and in sixth, we've got Tom Ingram, who had a consistent, quiet weekend, and he's just bumping up up the standings because yeah, Sutton had a poor one, Neil had a poor one. But if you look at the people he's going to potentially finish in front of this season, you know, he's going to yeah. potentially finish in front of Sutton, Neil, Plato, Chilton in his debut season in that car. Yeah, That's a pretty good return, you know. Very good. Um, as you say, and Tom Chilton finishes out the top ten there. Um, it's yeah. I mean, you know, you'd be slightly surprised by being beaten by if your Ingram is butcher, but I mean that that Honda has been so strong this year, hasn't it? Oh yeah, and um, the start to the season they had, we yes. wouldn't have expected him leading the championship so early. No, on. no, that's it. Um, moving on to the manufacturers constructors championship, um, BMW lead the way on six hundred and fifty-two points from Honda on six hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, that gap's closed a bit. Yes, um, but they're well out in front of Vauxhall, followed by Subaru, and then obviously Toyota on his own. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd be surprised if it wasn't a slam dunk for BMW, but there's still a lot mm, of racing to go. And yeah. Neil's not had a win yet this year, has he? Uh, did he have one at Donington? Oh, well, he's not had many wins this year, so no. there's a good chance he might want to put that right. Uh, moving on to the Teams Championship, Halford Juassa Racing do lead this one on 426 from Team BMW on 392. Cobra AMD Auto Aid RCIB Insurance, that one, yep. uh, are 30 points back on 362, followed by BTC Racing on 339. Three horse race again for me on that one. Yes, um, arguably only a two horse race with the amount of experience the two top yeah, teams that's, have that's, got. That's a fair point. Um, but moving on to the independent drivers very very close at the top very much so only one point between them Josh Cook leads Rory Butcher from 336 to 335 Uh, these two are streaks ahead of anyone else Um, but there is a little bit of competition for that third place we've got Tottenham Chilton on 259 followed by Tordoff on 256 and considering he didn't race this weekend he's doing pretty well uh, followed by Jake Hill obviously getting that win with 2-3-6 and then Morgan on 2-3-5 yeah that's uh, you know, getting close in that area there um, we'll see Mike Busher was 256 points according to the uh, that's because he's been put put in the same points as Tordoff yes I think we've talked about <laughs> error here aren't we on the BTC page yep. but there we go uh, the independent teams are again very close indeed as you'd expect uh, one point in it, but this time to Cobra Sport AMD, uh, 392 to BTC Racing, 391. Uh, team Shredded, we a fair way back on 338, yeah. and then another big gap to Trade Price Cars. Again, two horse races for me now. Yep, yeah, most definitely. 
And finally, the Jack Sears trophy. Uh, a fairly commanding lead now. I for think that's Butcher. Dumb. Yeah, I think that's done. Four hundred and thirty-three points for Butcher. Um, obviously, being so high up in the championship, you're going to expect that. Uh, Oliphant down there on three eight nine, who is again well ahead of Bobby Thompson on two hundred and sixty-three. And then Roy Bottom on 257. So only two drivers left to score points, Nick Hamilton and uh, Smith. Yep. Do we think they're going to do it? Six races left. Yes. I think there'll be a weird one at Brands. Yes. There's always a weird one at Brands. It's probably going to rain in like the final race. and. Oh, no, no, like it'll rain all Saturday night. I do hope not. If, if we're sleeping in the car, it does. <laughs> you want to sleep in the Mazda, do you? Well, it's like a 10, isn't it? Okay, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a pretty decent weekend of racing. It was, a, but not a lot really happened. No. It, a, but a lot happened at the same so like time. A, a big incident in each race, yeah. uh, the biggest one being in race two, with, with having the biggest consequences on the championship, it closed it all up. Um, and heading into Silverstone next... It is, I'm going... Lucky you. Um, it should should be interesting. So, predictions. There's six races to go. Who predictions. Is, who is the champion at the end of this season? Turkington, Jordan or Camish? Or, as you say, Cook's to that. I don't think he is. I think he slows three. Jordan. Well, have, the omens have, are with him. Did you see this? I've seen the omens, yes. Yeah, the, so the last time he won six races was 2013. 2013. The, the last lot. race that he won... And not kill. At Knock Hill was 2013. And he was the champion that year. Yeah. I think this will go to Camish. I said that before coming into Knock Hill, I think the momentum is with him. I, I don't see where he doesn't do well. I, I think the, the car will go well at these next two tracks. Yeah, but I think the BMW will as well. I think the BMW will do well at um, Silverstone. I don't think it will do as well as Brands. I think Remember, that's... it's the long layout of Brands. Yeah, but <sighs> Turkton is doing some odd things at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if the pressure's getting to it, but we saw him just drop a wheel a couple of times on the gravel this weekend, do a yep. few unturkington like moves where he's a bit more bustly and a bit more elbowsy out. I'm, I can see him getting involved in the instant, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that... I'm, I'm sticking with Cambridge. I think he's, at the minute, he's the most consistent out of the top three in getting the big scores, i.e. the podiums. Um... He's so good at qualifying. That's yes. the other thing as well. He is so good at qualifying. Which keeps him out of trouble. Yeah. And if all it takes is for Turkey to you know, get down in the 17th, 60th, which given that this often separated by half a second yeah. isn't impossible, and then he's got to fight through you know, your Suttons, your hard races and what have you. Whereas Carrington doesn't really ever seem to have that problem. He's always sort of top, top six. Okay then, does it go to the final race of the season? Not the final race, but the final weekend. Right. Okay. And let's, also, let's not also forget that Turkey had a bit of a skirmish at Brands last year where he ended up in the gravel in race one, yeah. if memory serves me right. Um, I don't yeah, I don't think it's as slam dunk as it as it looks. Um I I don't think Turkey wins it. Sorry. Okay. Well I agree with you on that fact. I just think it'll be Jordan the omens are with him. Um and if the rumours are true and there's an eighty percent chance that he won't be in the championship next season, then I think it would be an excellent way for him to go out because he has been an exemplary driver for the time that he's been in the championship. I wouldn't disagree with that, but I think it's time the guard changed. I think Cambridge can lead that guard change. Okay. Anything else? I, I also think that if Cambridge does win it, it'll be the first of many. I think he'll go on. If he win, gets the first one under the belt, he'll yep. go on to dominate. I really... Uh, and I would say that if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Matt Neal's father has a lot to do with that team, 
if Halford's had a seat that was vulnerable, I think his knee was not damaged. <laughs> so I really do. Yeah. I'd say Carriage is unjobable at the minute. And if he were, the only place he could potentially go is if BMW want to stick a load of money under his nose and say, come and race ours. Which I think he... I think he would adapt to quite well because he's driven Porsches. Yeah. So I think if you stick him in any machinery in the touring cars, he's going to do well yeah. because of what he's proved in his previous previous formulas. Well, I think him and Neil got on well from what from yeah. what this sounds like. They push each other quite well, and he's always looking to improve, as we said earlier. Um, but yeah, I think if the, if they were fancying a change, it would be Neil that's mm. under threat. Well, I hope you all had a good weekend of racing. Um, and I hope you enjoy Silverstone. Thank you. Uh, I'll be looking forward to some updates and some like live analysis. Um, <laughs> if we get a better signal than we did at Snetterton. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 